Um, so you can turn in your Bibles over to Galatians chapter six. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna go over there. Um, just a little bit of like um, context here. I hope anytime, anytime you open your Bible, the first thing you think of is what on earth am I reading? All right, because we've been trained. I mean, it's just the truth. It's not a good or a bad or a negative or whatever. It's just kind of like we get trained in the world to read the Bible like little segments at a time. And we forget, we would never do that with a school book, right? I mean, you would never open up your biology book and read it like a poem. You're like, they don't really mean this. You don't go to medical school and go, now they don't really mean this. They, they just kind of mean like, you know, that when your heart stops, it's just a symbolic thing. You would never read a book like that. Would you want your doctor to read the book that way? You're like, oh, it doesn't mean to really do CPR. You're like, no, it means really do CPR, man. Because, here's, because the way a book is written matters, all right? Um, poetry isn't literal. But there are books that need to be taken at face value and go, man, if it says this, and we're reading the book of Galatians, this is like a real letter that Paul wrote to people, to disciples, right? I mean, he, he wrote this letter to a group of folks that he knew, and, uh, and he was giving them some insight. Let's, let's get an understanding of what we're talking about, though, okay? I mean, um, when you think of uh, Galatians, um, it's not one town. That's something really important to keep in mind, okay? It's a region, okay? If you, if you know anything about the world today, um, just picture where Turkey is. So, some of y'all are going, where is that? <laughs> uh, where is Turkey? You, you think that's a public sub? No, no, it's a country. It exists, okay? It is a, it, it is, it, I mean, one of, man, you want to talk about current events? I mean, you can't talk about current events without talking about Turkey, okay? I mean, this is a hot part of the world right now. And it's, it's nice to know that that was a real place um, that disciples lived, that Paul walked, that apostles preached the gospel. Th- this was a real place in the world, okay? And although we call it different things, we call it Turkey now, it was the region of Galatia, all right? And he wrote this letter, and he's like, listen, y'all need to pass this letter around to read. And uh, he, he had an issue with the churches in Galatia. Um, it, it, it was it was a situation of of diversity in a lot of ways. You had in the Christian church, you had um, a lot of folks who had a Jewish background, and you had a lot of people that had a non-Jewish background. Okay, um, it, it, it's always everybody wants diversity. All right, man, we, we want diversity. Listen, listen, diversity is hard. It is hard. Okay, I mean, it's not something. I think we just throw it around like it's something easy. Man, it, we, we can see throughout, well, diversity is hard, okay? And the Galatian churches were going through this in one specific area. Is that a lot of the folks that, from, from, the, from the Jewish background was like, you know, yeah, we understand what it is to be a disciple to follow Jesus. But we had a lot of really great things in our background. And we think the people who weren't Jews should be doing those things too. And Paul actually said that's a different gospel. That's a different gospel, okay? And, and it's interesting, it came down to that one thing, was the gospel of Jesus, all right? And he said in the Galatian church in that region, he said, you guys are talking about a new gospel. Like, there's not even a real gospel. It's just it's made up. Like, you're just adding things to it. And that, here's the truth, is it's easy to look back on the Jews and go, man, I would never do that. Buddy, that's the nature of humanity, 
is to add on to things. It's to go, man, if that was good, this might be better. All right? The, the Jewish culture did that was, man, if, if, if we see that it's a sin to steal something, let's make it a sin to even walk around the place where you might steal something. That way we'll keep you from stealing. Okay? No, no, no. You just can't keep making more and more and more boundaries on this thing. Okay? But he said, here's the deal is, guys, this is why it's so important to know the gospel. Why it's so, and not just informatively, but that it, it filters and shapes every thought we have. All right? And you may, go, may be going, I don't know what that means. Like, what does that even mean that the gospel would, would compel me and, and fill and answer every question I had and, and guide me? Okay? Is in many ways, it's because we're not really trained to think of the gospel as something that compels us. We think of the gospel as just something to keep us from going to hell. That's what most, well, okay, I know I got the information of the gospel. Now I'm not going to hell. Except the gospel is such good news that it's meant to compel us to live in a way that we never could live on our own. It's meant to compel us in our worst moments to be able to look back and go, hold on a minute. If what the gospel says is true, if what it says is true, then my worst day on this earth, you know, there's things to be grateful for. That there is something to be done for Jesus. There is some good news in it on the worst day. All right. On the best day, we realize this still isn't even close to what the best day could be. All right. Every aspect. If I'm in a fight with somebody, all I have to ask myself is, if the gospel's real, if Jesus really did die and rise and live this new life and, and, and save me from my sin, if he really did that, how should I behave right now? That's it. You, you, you want, like, how to be a disciple 101? That's it. It's, oh, man, I'm about to go and do such and such. You fill in the blank. I'm about to go, man, I'm going to go out tonight and get totally drunk tonight. Okay? All you have to ask yourself is, if the gospel is true, is that even worthy of that behavior? No, it's not. Man, are you kidding me? This guy died for me. Why would I go and do that? It answers every single question, okay? The Galatian churches had gotten away from that. They started adding a whole lot of things to it, all right? And Paul wasn't happy about it, all right? He just wasn't, um, he, he, was, he was talking back and forth. Now, here's the thing on the Jews' behalf. The Jews are saying, but the stuff we did was good, though. Like, what's wrong with what we were doing? It's not like we're asking people to do bad things, right? And I think that's one of the things, just because something's good doesn't mean we add it to the gospel. Just because something sounds like it's religious doesn't mean we add it to the gospel, okay? Just because of all of those things, okay? And he says this. This is what he, he starts telling them, and we're going to be in Galatians 6, but I want you to start over here in, uh, in chapter 5 because, as you guys know, the chapters, we put them in later, okay? I mean, they're, Paul did not write the chapter numbers in the Bible, okay? This was just a letter that was written, all right? But in Galatians chapter 5, he's, as he's going through this, and he's trying to convince them, guys, stop it. Stop arguing and fighting about all these little things that in the long run, you're missing the big picture, okay? He says, here's the big picture. In verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither uncircumcision neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything what matters is faith working through love all right so do you understand his point there he's saying listen man you've got joe 
Hebrew over here, and you've got, you know, whatever, willy non-Hebrew over here, and they're like fighting with each other. Well, you're circumcised. You're not circumcised. You're the, and, and you're going, hold on a minute. Which one of y'all are going to express your faith through love? Like, which one of you is going to do that? Right? Isn't it easy to, we can kind of take this moral high ground on some behavior and go, but I don't love at all. He's like, well, that's what matters, okay? Look down on verse 13. He says, for you are called to be free, brothers, only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. Right? He's saying, listen, you can argue and battle and fight over a whole lot of things. Who's the one serving? How many times when you've gotten into some like theological debate that you wanted to win? Okay, and, and you and you think Jesus is squarely in your corner, and he would come back and say, "Hold on a minute, do you even serve anyone? Because you can be right about something and still be wrong about something. Does that, does that make sense? Like you can be right." theologically even, okay? No, 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 no. I know all the information I need to know. But I don't serve anyone. I don't got time for that. I don't have any time for that, okay? He's saying, you missed it. You're wrong, all right? Okay, so he's saying, he's, he's reminding them of all these things. He said in verse 14, the entire law is fulfilled in one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself, all right? He's saying, man, if that's not happening, don't even have a debate on anything. Don't debate anything if that's not happening. Because the entire law was fulfilled. And he says, you know, if you bite and devour one another, watch out because you'll be consumed by one another. He goes, if it's just going to be about that, instead of going, hold on a minute, do, do I even serve? Like, I'm missing the big picture. I'm, I'm missing out on having all the right answers without having any of the heart behind it, right? And then he goes into, into uh, chapter 6, and this is, uh, this is right after he talks about the difference between the fruit of the Spirit and the fruits of the sinful nature. And, and you know what's amazing about this is, is think about this, is when you've read this before, maybe you haven't, let me go ahead and, re- and read this for you right here, is in Galatians 5, verse 16, Paul says, I say walk by the Spirit, and you won't carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what's against the spirit, and the spirit desires what's against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so you don't do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Like that little thing at the end, he's like, hey, if I miss one, anything even close to any of those that's similar. Okay, here's the interesting thing. I can read that and go, okay, let me make sure I don't do any of those things because I don't want to, you know, do something that God doesn't want me to do. Let me tell you something. That's not a good enough reason. That's not a good enough reason. Because the starting point is just about me. Oh, man, oh, I don't, oh, I better not do, gosh, man, I, I oh, man, I, I had selfish ambition. I better repent about that because that's not what God wants me to do. That, that's a very immature view right there, okay? That's a very, very young view. 
But it's the idea of going, you know what selfish ambition has done, though? It's hurt my community. That's why it's wrong. That's why Jesus said, because he's saying, hey, my, my people have got to be doing life like outside of just this time together uh, on a Sunday. And one of the things that will destroy a community is that I live by the sinful nature. Oh, man, I, I hate like that's my starting point. I just hate people. It, you'll never get over it by going, OK, I'm just going to stop hating. I'm just going to stop hating. I'm just going to stop hating. Until you realize, no, actually, I'm hurting everyone around me. That's why that matters. That's why Jesus said, don't live that way. That's why he was telling us, don't be selfish. Don't be immoral. You know, we make that, we make that whole thing of, of immorality, and we're going, okay, I just got to stay sexually pure. I just need to stay sex. That's what I need. And then we, we get into a relationship, and we're going, no, 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 but this is the person I'm going to marry. This is the one. This is, no, we're going to be together forever, so it must be okay. It's never okay to defile someone, ever. There is no kind of like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's, you literally, immorality is saying, I'm going to use you for my own benefit. And that's something Jesus would never say to us, Amen. ever, 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 okay? If you're ever in a relationship where somebody's like, no, 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 let's, let's go and, and jump into this sexually. Let's go beyond this in this physical relationship, okay? is you have to understand what they're saying. In your mind, you may even be saying, oh, man, this is great. They love me, and this is so awesome, and this is so... No, 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 you know what they're saying? I don't care about you. I don't care about you. I just want what you can give me. I I don't care at all. Hear those words, okay? Because if they cared about you, they would go, hold on a minute. There's something better in store for us. There's something better in store for us, okay? So don't listen to my garbage about I love you. If I love you, I'm not going to defile you. Why? Because that's a sinful nature. It destroys community. Please remember that, okay? In, in all of our romantic society, in our Nicholas Sparks society, right, where it's just like, oh, man, I can't. Anyway, don't get me started on that, man. But anyway, you, you, you hear those things like, oh, just one day I want to have a relationship like that, you know, where I'm in a hospital bed in a coma and he's crying over me. And, and then we get out and we have all these children. Come on, man. The world isn't like that. All right? Don't put that kind of pressure on guys. I'm going to tell you that much. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, you know, that? anyway, stop. I'm, listen, there's, the, stop, Keith. Stop, 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 okay? Listen, what I was about to say was really good. I just want to say that, okay? But I'm not going to do it. Um, but, but what I'm saying is, is it's not Nicholas Sparks, okay? It's that idea of, man, if you're in a relationship and they want to go beyond what God said a boundary is, understand what they're saying is, I don't love you. All right, I'm willing to cut a corner. How many of y'all in your, in, your, in your marriages are willing to cut corners? Y'all okay with that? No, heck no. Don't do it before, okay? I'm just saying, the sinful nature, okay, is meant to destroy community. All right? Don't let it happen. And he's saying, here's the deal is, is but the spirit, and like, again, we do this, and I, I'm just, this is what I do, okay? But the spirit, in, in verse 22, is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faith and gentleness. I want all those things, right? And you do too. I want more peace and more patience and more kindness. But you know what all those things are? That's all what a community needs to function well. It's not just about me and we can just read it like individually like Paul's going, oh yeah. It, when I'm more peaceful, then I'll be able to do all the things I want to do and people won't bug me. No, peace is required 
in a community, in a diverse community. Patience is required. You go, man, I want to be so much more patient. Okay, then you know what you're going to need in your life? Strife. Like, it doesn't just come and go, man, I've been patient for the past 10 years. I haven't had one instance of conflict. I've been so patient. I'm like, no, man, it only comes in conflict, right? And you get honed and all this kind of stuff. But it's about community. Remember that. Paul is writing this letter and saying, guys, Jesus has equipped us to live in a diverse community. So maybe it's Jews and non-Jews, right? But you take in what we do as human beings more than anything is divide each other more than anything. I'm a Republican. I'm a Democrat. I'm this. I'm that. I'm whatever. You name it. We're divided all over the place. And again, Jesus has developed and built a church that is supposed to show the world that it's a group of people that quite honestly shouldn't even like each other and they love each other. That's the difference in the world, okay? You don't see that in the world anywhere. And so it's that idea of, man, we're going to need to exercise some patience with one another some kindness, some gentleness. So he's building this whole case here of like, this is what a real community needs. And here's the deal is, this is what I'm just going to say is, is if you talk at all about wanting community, about wanting diversity, about wanting all that kind of stuff, and you aren't willing to just completely latch on to what Paul is saying, it's just talk. It's just talk. It's too easy to sit back and go, no, 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 that's what I want, but it better not be that hard. Buddy, if you want the community that Jesus talks about, put your seatbelt on. All right? For real. It's like, get in there the way he tells us to get in there, okay? And he goes on. After he says this, in verse 1, he says this. Now, brothers, I know this would never happen in a church, but it happened in their churches, okay? But never in our church. (laughs) If someone is caught in any wrongdoing, you should restore such a person with a gentle spirit. No one in this room, I know that, but you know people who have been in sin before, right? You, you know somebody, you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that guy. I know oh, yeah, that, that person that doesn't come here. They're the ones that I need to talk to them about this. No, 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 no. He's saying, listen, this, was, th- this is in the church, man. If you're not okay with a little messiness in the church, but, but he says, he goes, if someone is caught, now understand what caught doesn't mean. This isn't deputizing people to be a police officer. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah, right. Let me take my, uh, my infraction book out. You know, Van, that's three times this week I've caught you. Galatians 6 says if you catch someone in a sin, you know. No, no, no. It doesn't mean if you catch them in a sin. It means, dude, when, you're, when somebody is trapped in a sin, okay, when someone is trapped in a sin, he says this. He says, restore a person with a gentle spirit. He goes, man, you want to have a diverse community that is healthy, that is still messy. Can you be healthy and messy at the same time? I think so. I sure hope so. (laughs) Okay. If the expectation is we're just going to be all little cherubs until Jesus comes back. I mean, goodness. I mean, we all got to kick ourselves out. Okay. Um, But you're going, can we be messy and healthy at the same time? Of course. That's what he's talking about. He goes, and maybe the better word is not if you're trapped in a sin, but you don't know when you do. When you're trapped, okay? When you're trapped, don't you want brothers and sisters around you that's going to go, hey, let me help you gently. Okay, asterisk. Little note off to the side if you're taking notes, okay? Because a lot of times we think that and go, oh, well, that means then if something doesn't work out in a relationship, then it's your fault. No, no, hold on a minute. 
every relationship, there's three components to. Every single one of them. Okay? There's God's part, there's my part, and there's their part. Right? This doesn't guarantee success. It's not one of those things where you're like, hey, okay, you're trapped in a sin. Let me help you, and I'm going to be very, very gentle. But you, you, you're not having it at all. That doesn't mean that that person wasn't gentle. That just means on your part, you needed to take some responsibility. Okay? Or vice versa. It doesn't mean that just because that person wanted to work it out and you weren't gentle with them, that it means that you were right. It's going, no, no. In every relationship, the three components that are vital to remember. There's what God does, there's what I can do, and there's what they, they can do. Okay? But he's saying, as far as it goes with you, gentle, gently. Say, say come on, man. Let, can I help you? Like, talk to me about this, okay? It, it, it takes, I, I, this might be the hardest lesson of the whole thing. You know what this does? It takes time. <laughs> Sorry, it takes time. We're like, I don't have time. <laughs> no, 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 Keith, you understand. I want community in a healthy way, in a diverse way, full of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But I ain't got that much time. It doesn't work that way. Again, it's like what I talked about a couple weeks ago. Everyone wants to find a unicorn. It doesn't exist. That community doesn't exist. You're like, no, 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 but Keith, I want it that way. I wanted all these things where it's, everyone's gentle to me and everyone says what I want. And I want all that stuff, but I'm going to do my own thing. No, 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 no. That doesn't exist. All right? It, it's getting in there going, man, I am going to put my seatbelt on and fight this out. Okay, it's this idea of, man, uh, if anyone restore them with a gentle spirit, but watch out so that you won't be tempted. Do you understand what that means? Watch out that you won't be tempted. Okay, sometimes when you get in there and I use myself as as an example, Um, I'm in sin of some sort, let's say, and Ben comes and talks to me and I start, you know, the the truth of the matter is, is, is once you're in sin, your heart is a little hardened. And then Ben comes in, and I just start, like, unloading. And then it's really easy for Ben to go, dude, Keith, man, I hate all that junk, too. And you've just been tempted right into my sin. You've just been brought into it. Or, or you've treated it as if it was something that was okay. He's like, watch yourself. This is what Paul's saying. He's like, listen, understand the community. Watch yourself. When you're gently helping somebody, guard your heart. Watch yourself, Okay? That you don't get pulled into this. And then he says, carry each other's burdens, he says right below here. If you, if you dig into this, if, you're, if you have like your Bible in front of you, that's one of those things, just circle. Carry one another's burdens. Carry one another's burdens. This is one of the most, if you, if you want to kind of go to and go, okay, what is the practicality of this sermon? What, what am I being called to do in a community, in a healthy community? I want you to really examine yourself. What burden have you carried of anyone else's in this church, in this community? What burden have you carried for someone, okay? And this is something that you can. Like, it can be an emotional burden. It can be a physical need. It can know that, hey, man, this person is really having a hard week. Man, let me make you a meal, that's something we can do. Man, this has been, I know it's been a super hard week. Let me go in and, and help you with this. Let me go and mow your lawn. Let me go and 
blow your driveway out. Let me go and change the oil in your car. Let me go and do something like that. No, it's been hard. All right? And because in a community, sometimes it's really easy to sit back and go, man, why aren't people helping me more? Why aren't they helping me more? Like if, they, if, if more people did what I wanted them to do, you know how much happier I would be? But that's true. I mean, that's what we think in a lot of ways. If people just started behaving more like I wanted them to behave, it would be so much better, okay? But he says this one simple thing. Carry each other's burdens. Now, now look, just look. Carry one another's burdens in this way, in this way. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. All right? What if Jesus were to come to you and say, do you want to be, you want to fulfill who I am completely. You want to fulfill that. Okay. Who, I, I don't, I'm not even going to ask for a show of hands, okay? But it, nobody would be like, I don't want to do that. Like, you're going to tell me the answer? How to fulfill the law of Christ? That isn't like you have to be some super perfect person? He says, this is, carry one another's burdens. Say, so what's, what's, the, what's the law of Christ, though? What, what's the law of Christ? Say, so, well, I already told you. I already told you what the law of Christ is in verse 14 of chapter 5. Love your neighbor as yourself. So you mean love your neighbor as yourself, carry one another's burdens. They're like synonymous. Like it's not just, man, I, I really love Jody and Sue. That's the idea. Okay, but is there any consideration of carrying a burden? Of, of, of helping out, of, of lifting a finger, anything like that? He says, carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. And that may just be where you have to stop. You go, man, I'm not carrying any burdens. He goes on in verse 3. This section right here is so rich. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Okay? This is something we all have in common. All of us. Got low self-esteem or high self-esteem? You insecure or secure? It doesn't matter. We're all in this boat together, okay? We think too highly of ourselves. Every one of us. You go, no, no, not me, Keith. No, no, not me. No, no, no. Even in our greatest insecurity, we're thinking of ourselves too highly because we're going, oh, you know what, though? Man, if there was another, if I was that person or if I just was like this, I would be, and it's that idea of going, hold on a minute, man. I mean, we're so involved in, 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 in justifying ourselves or thinking too highly of ourselves. It's about ourselves. He says, here's the thing is, is you ever, have you ever been deceived before? No. Never, never. I was like, I've never been deceived. No one fools Riley. <laughs> no one does, okay? Uh, but the thing about it is, what's the thing about deception? Is you think it's real. You think it's real. And then it's like, oh, man, hold on. You mean that, that wasn't? We, we set ourselves up to be deceived when we think of ourselves too highly. Paul is, again, it's this kind of underlying sentiment right there. I want you to think about this. He's saying, listen, in this community, humility reigns. Humility. Did Jesus have anything ever to say about humility? Is this just one of those things that he just left? Like, there's no big deal to him. I mean, he's just like, no, don't be, 
listen, I'm the king, right? <laughs> My followers don't need to be humble, right? Jesus had a lot to say about this. Um, the one that stands, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor. That doesn't even make sense. Blessed are the poor in spirit. You mean when I, when I realize, man, I am a beggar. I need, I don't. I, I can't do this without Jesus. I cannot do this without his word. I can't do this with my brothers and sisters. I can't, man, I am just poor, all right? I get in trouble when I start going, no, I got all I need, right? Man, I, I'm, I've got the intellect. Man, I've got the drive. I've got the work ethic. I have all that kind of stuff. It's, I can do this. He says, if anyone thinks he's something when, he not, when he's nothing, he deceives himself, but each person should examine their own work and then he will have a reason for boasting in himself alone. You didn't even know that was in the Bible, did you? You're like, did he say that you could boast in yourself alone? <laughs> like, I'm underlining that like three times. He says right here, I can boast in myself alone, okay? Just hold up a minute. That doesn't mean get on Facebook or MySpace or whatever you're getting on these days, you know? <laughs> yik yak. What is that one? Yak yak. <laughs> yik yak, you know, whatever it is, all right? And you're going, I can boast because Keith said I can boast. No, no, no. He says, here's the thing is, examine your own work because it's all hands on deck. It's all hands on deck in a community. It's too easy to sit out on the sidelines and point out what everybody else is doing. He's like, hey, man, examine your own work. Like, how are you lifting? How are you carrying the weight? How are you carrying the burden? Like, how is that happening? He says, then you can. But he says this in verse 5. Each person must carry their own load. Didn't he just say a couple verses up there that I had to carry everyone's burden? Like, come on, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Listen, more message of the day. Bible's not true. Go home. No, it's not that, okay? He's going, listen, listen, folks. Listen, in the community, you, you, you got to carry one another's burdens, but everyone has to carry his own load. There, there, there are things that only you can do. There are loads only you can carry. Somebody can't carry them for you. But there's another aspect to that, okay, which is the idea of chipping in. It's chipping in. It's the idea of, man, if the community is going to be what it needs to be, I've got to be chipping in. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about chipping in heart and soul. I'm talking about getting in there and going. You, you guys ever watch, like, um, sometimes they have, like, um, these shows on how to become a Navy SEAL. You should watch that. It's fascinating. It'll make you not want to ever be a Navy SEAL, okay, for sure. But, but they'll have this thing where everyone's got to carry the boat, right? The whole team has to carry the boat, and it's like, you don't want to be on the team where you got two six-foot-seven guys and you're a five-foot-six five guy because you're, you're running, you know, you're like this with the boat, okay? Everyone's got to carry the boat. Here's what ends up happening, though, is that when one or two people say, I'm not carrying the boat. And by the way, you're carrying the boat wrong. And you're not going fast enough. You know, he's like, no, no, no. Listen, everyone's got to carry the load. Everyone has to. There are phrases we say. Okay. There are phrases that identify things. Because I think in our heart of hearts, we would go, no, no, no. I would never do that. Of course I'm doing that. I mean, look what I'm doing. I'm carrying my weight. Okay. Except there are phrases that identify this sometimes. Here's one of the phrases, okay, is this. Um, man, you know what? Um, I, you know, we, go to, we have an awesome family group 
on Sunday afternoon. We, we eat lunch together and have a great time and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and it's really great. See, that family group is us when it's great. It's us. Like, we had a great lunch today. We had a great lunch today. Okay? But then once, once Rich or Jody, man, they're going all goofy, then it's like, man, you know what that family group does? You know what they do? They? I'm a part of that mess. I'm part of the solution and part of the problem to everything. Now, don't, don't, don't be like, did he say he's God? And he, no, no. I'm part of the solution and part of the problem. Okay? But the thing about it is, is we phrase things in a certain way. Oh, man, it was great. We did this the other day. It was so awesome. And then somebody does something. You're like, you know what they do? That's so horrible. You can only say that if you're not carrying a load. It's the only way you can say that. Because you're not carrying it anymore. You're standing back and going, yeah, look at them. Look what they're doing. And Paul's saying, no, no, listen, it, it might be messy. It may not be perfect. May... Get in there and lift that boat. Put your heart into it. I would hate, you know, what would be horrible? You get married. And it's one of those, and, and, and every day you feel like, man, if, if, I don't, if it's not a perfect marriage today, they're gone. Can you imagine the pressure? Whew, man, hey, uh, you know, if Sarah comes home, it's like, Ben, it's been three days where you have acted like a jerk. Okay. Um, you know what? Um, if you don't change that in the next couple of days, I'm gone. Can you imagine how horrible that would be? Oh, my goodness. All right. But in a marriage, we expect everybody's going to hold the boat, right? It's like, no, we're in this. We are in this together. You know, we, you know the vows, right? Better or worse. See, the vows we make in marriage are pale in comparison to the vows we make to Jesus. Okay. But better or worse, that means I'm holding this boat, buddy, even when you are struggling. But you know what? You hold this boat when I'm struggling. We are holding this boat. We are carrying the load. All right, that's that is what we are going to do. Okay, that's what community needs. I am carrying that. I am getting in there. And you want to know what? It, the people may be tripping and having all kinds of problems and all that kind of stuff. But you want to know what? Every time I, th- this is what I want for me. That every time you look over, I've got the boat on my shoulder. Okay. Every single time. It isn't a me when things are good and an us and a we when things are good, and it's a they and a them when things are bad. Heck no. Paul says that can't happen. You've got to carry one another's burdens, but each person has to carry the load. And you may go, I don't want a community like that. I don't want that kind of community. Then, then say it out loud, okay? You want a community where no one is going to be committed to holding the boat. That you'll never know from day to day if they'll be there. You'll never know if when times get hard, your community's going to jet. You never know. Is that the community you want? you got to say it out loud, okay? Because if it's like, no, no, I'm not carrying a boat. No way, huh? I'm going to find a community where I don't have to do that. Okay. Keep in mind, the community, just, it's gonna, you're going to be insecure for the rest of your life. Because what you're saying is you want a tight community that will leave at the drop of a hat. That won't carry the boat. Okay. Each person will have to carry his own load. Th- this is something, here's what I want to say to you. We, we literally took, Five verses right here. 
this little package of Bible. And I don't know how it sat with you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You may go, man, that Keith is an idiot. Oh, that's, you, you, listen, you'll be more true than wrong. I mean, that, uh, sure. I mean, you, there's a whole lot of things that you could, like, name call over. I mean, you could get, man, you know what Keith's problem is? You know, true. True. All right? Except here's the deal is, is here, I, I can't go, man, this passage is really great, but, but, but Ben is so messed up. Um, I'm not even going to, I'm going to go consider how messed up Ben is today. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this is, this, what, what's awesome about the word of God is, is that um, no matter who stands up here to read out of the Bible, it is that the the authority is Jesus. That, that's the thing is, is, is you literally could bring your worst enemy up here to read this, and we would still have to go, well, man, that guy's my worst enemy. I hate him with all my heart, okay? And there's parts of the Bible about that too, by the way, that we're not even talking about yet. But you couldn't go, Jesus, I didn't listen to that because I didn't like that guy. Because I didn't like him. Because I didn't like how he said it. And I didn't like that joke he made about Ben and Sarah. I didn't like that. I don't like how that... Okay, all those things, fine. This little package right here of, of verses. Is there anything that you could say, Jesus, I will not put into practice in my life. I will not do this for my community. I will not put the effort into my community for this. I won't do it. I will not. I won't carry another's burden. I'm too busy. I will not get in there and just enjoy. I won't spend time with people. I won't do that. Okay? I, th- that's what the beauty is here because we get to go home and it gets to challenge ourselves just me and Jesus having a discipleship time. <laughs> okay? Because each individual, you're part of the community. All right? And it's that idea of going, man, who's right? Am I right? I'm not talking about me, but when we sit down, is it you or Jesus? Is it me or Jesus? Like, which one's it going to be? And am I willing to fight the fight to have a community that is diverse, that doesn't even have to agree on everything, but I am all in? Okay, am I willing to fight for that? We're going to need the fruits of the Holy Spirit for that. Okay, we're going to need that. So um, we're going to stop at that point, meditate on this, 30 for 30. I mean, if you, you know, that's one of those things, you know, take 30 minutes and try to write down 30 thoughts on those verses. All right, and just let your heart be softened by it. Because here's the crazy thing is, is our selfish nature and our, our individualism can think, this is hard and I don't want to do this and this means something else and all that kind of stuff. But you know what's funny? I want to be in a community of people that are doing this. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, I want that. that. I want that more than anything in the world where we're living. Is it going on? You mean if people, I want to be a part of that, okay? But there's one caveat is I've got to be a contributing part of that. <laughs> it can't just go, man, I'm a, <laughs> that community is awesome. Let me go and partake in that. Like, no, this is incredible, but it's incredible because each person is going, I'm in. I'm in.